Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Greetings and welcome to the RK Raiders podcast. This is episode three, friends. Again, this is what happens when you give Mixer Partners a microphone and an audience. I am Sky Roby, and with me as normal to deliver in the shenanigans is my good friend Attack Burger. Burger, how are you? Wait, I'm normal. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Good, man. That's good to hear. We had a pretty yeah. good week. Uh, it's been a good week. I mean, a lot of stuff's been going on in news, a lot of stuff's been going on with everything, but it's gonna be a good week. How are you doing, man? I've had a really good week, man. Um, I'm looking for this new week too. This you're right. My my brain has been exploding with news this week of all kinds of little stuff. You know, I've been listening to podcasts galore this week and just kind of trying to keep my nose in what's going on. And man, there's a lot going on. Not not just in the video game world, you know, in the real world, you know, too, you know. So yeah, we used to want to post our real world stuff because that real world <laughs> stuff is coming at us like really hard. And it's like, why? We're just sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's starting to hit us too. We're we're in our video game world and now people are starting, you know, it's it's dipping its toes back and forth. So it's definitely been a lot going on this week. But no, I've had a pretty good week. I'm glad you've had a pretty good week. It's been pretty chill. Work has been good. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and enemies, we are here to deliver some of the weekly video game news with our thoughts, commentary, and pretty much just pure excitement because we get excited on this video game stuff and we like sharing it with you. We're obviously both partner streamers on Mixer, so we like to share things with you. Um, so we're going to get we're just going to get going here because we're pretty excited. Um, Burger, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm a tapper. I do stuff on the internet and stuff. I don't know what else I do. <laughs> we're just getting reacquainted with each other, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because you know this is episode three. We're we're thankful you're joining in. We've seen some really good traction on the podcast, and we're excited you're sharing your your week. You're with us, more specifically your Monday. This will air on Monday. Uh, yes, again, my name is Sky Ruby. What's that? And happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. God, it's Monday. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's it's Monday. We're in the future. I know. <laughs> it's so hey. weird. I'm like, <laughs> and again, my name is Sky Roby. Uh, I'm also a um, partner on Mixer streaming platform. And let's get started. So every week we like to take a look at the video game news going on in our world. And like we said earlier, it's been a busy week. So it's time for some Arcade Raider news with Attack Burger. Welcome to Arcade Raider news. Let's take a look at this week's news desk uh, there's a lot of news but first of all we're covering some actual ar news extra life 2019 is going to start off august 17th and the 18th and we got a schedule this week guys uh saturday you're going to see tim at start at 6 a.m central center time then you got shaka four hours later and you got sky Roby, this guy that's never next to me in some weird way and then any the day from things like six till ten is me and then next day, we switch things up with Scott Roby starting up our Sunday, then going to Shaka Panda, then going to Tim, then finish off me again. So that's going to be Extra Life 2019, August 17th and the 18th. It's going to be a fun, fun mini marathons. We're doing two mini marathons. It'll be kind of great seeing that. Sky, how are you feeling about that going on? I'm really excited. I would like to say last year was the first 
extra life event I did period as a streamer and I did it with you guys and I will say the amount of love we got out of that from our community was was very humbling it was very good we raised gosh we raised what like $2100 or something like that I think it was $2100 yeah yeah we raised $2100 and those went to our local you know children's hospitals um so it was just a great time. I felt really humbled. I have a good, I had a good time. It was basically my, my second month of being a partner here on Mixer and I will brag a little bit. I did raise the most money, you know, but that's okay. Um, so, so, I mean, look at Mr. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm bragging, but all in all, I'm really proud of the arcade Raiders because we raised $2,100 for a children's charity and we're doing too many 12 hour marathons. Uh, next Saturday or this Saturday and Sunday, which will yeah. be March 17th and 18th. Uh, we're, we're super happy to share it with you guys. Come on out, support the kids. Any little dollar is awesome. Um, you get our eternal thanks. We're going to have some stretch goals there. I think last year we had some weird stretch goals of like one of my stretch goals I know was to eat a pizza that everybody picked the toppings for. I think I ended up with like Swedish fish I think I was there for that. Was yeah. didn't you put a happy meal on that? I did. I did. They wanted to see an entire happy meal on a homemade pizza, so I put in an entire happy meal on a homemade pizza, and it was miserable. Um, later that night, I know that. I think some of us sang Disney songs. We all did the hot ramen challenge. I think so. So the more money we we raised for Extra Life, we threw in some silly things the Arcade Raiders did, and it was a blast. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And this year we have some other stretch goals as well. So for the different tiers we raised for the Extra Life kids. I really can't wait for that. It's going to be a great event, and hopefully it won't blow up in our faces, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's for, it's for the kids. I just don't want to do some sort of dumb stretch goal. Like, uh, I'm going to go and like drink this bottle of hot sauce, even though I was doing that during Extra Life. I was drinking like hot sauce the whole time. Like, I'm doing a shot of hot sauce, and if I get a donation, I'm going to chug some ranch. And I wind yeah. up chugging like half bottle of ranch. <laughs> he did, ladies and gentlemen. He ended up drinking like half a bottle of ranch. And I know he was feeling miserable by the end. Awesome, fantastic. <laughs> but we, we we do have some other ideas in plan. I've you know we've kind of talked, we've shown, kind of shot some ideas around. So we're going to see. Uh, we have some really good plans for you guys to 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 add to the contribution of you know y'all's donations for extra life. And moving on from our personal news, we got some actual like really really good news. So we all know loot boxes have been been a big thing in gaming for longest time. And personally, I hate them. Sky, what's your opinion on loot boxes, man? Oh, I could talk for a while on loot boxes. Um, I see both sides of the story. I Well, mm -hmm. actually, there's not just two sides of the story anymore. It seems like there's multiple sides of the story. Um, loot boxes, I think they're fun. I, I think they're fun in the fact if you were to earn them by playing the game instead of having the option to buy them. Um, I do 100% disagree with loot boxes that make your character more powerful. I think that is a huge... I think it just stinks, but it's, on it's the flip the side, is, yeah. if you're willing to pay the money for it, that's your opinion, your prerogative. It's, it's yeah. selling power. I don't like that. Yeah, I hate selling yeah. power. Yeah. A, a lot of, you know, like Overwatch loot boxes, um, mm -hmm. at least they're just cosmetics. Yes. You know, but I do see the that those percentages of getting those things you really need, you know, after a while of those loot boxes, you start getting repeats and then all you get is measly little, you know, free gold coins. So I do see that that, that is irritating. Um, I don't particularly play many games that have loot boxes in it. I typically try to avoid those. Uh, just, you know, the simple fact that I'm not going to pay for them. They don't appeal to me. Um, but, you know, if I'm playing your game for 20 hours and I level a character and they're like, okay, you hit level 20, here's your loot box. 
awesome. That's just a bonus for me. But I can see the argument of, of how they are not appreciated and not wanted in a lot of in a lot of gamers minds. So, you know, I if, if they add power to you, I disagree with it. That's good. No. Well, as of Wednesday, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have agreed that all games that have loot boxes, especially ones that have paid loot boxes, must display the odds of winning. Not only this, not only are is these three big companies agreeing upon this, but many other of the ESA's contributing uh, publishers as well, like Activision Blizzard, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, EA, Take-Two, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, and Wizards of the Coast. According to the ESA blog post, uh, they're aiming for 2020, but not clear on a firm date. Earlier this year, we did see Epic Games by Psydonix, or Psydonix, who, yeah. who make Rocket League. Uh, they are also making big changes to loot box too. They are getting rid of that loot box, getting rid of loot craze, loot box, whatever it's called. And now you got the, the whole Fortnite experience where you can buy the skin you want or buy the car you want for a set price. Yeah. And I'm I'm all for this. I'm ready to see like what are my odds of getting this legendary like diva skin versus like you know what's my risk of yeah. like paying for a loot box. Yeah. Well, they, I, they also took it away from Fortnite Save the World mode. Like they completely removed them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They removed yeah. it from Save the World. Which, yeah. oh, thank God, loot llamas were a pain in the butt during that. <laughs> I I think we've seen. I let's see. We've had loot boxes. For let's say I don't know five years, just rough estimate, and I, I think they've started to wear their appeal um, to the point to where you know they just like we don't we don't need them. Let's we don't need it. Let's you know yeah. I for one am like if I saw a skin and I really like the skin, I'll just buy the skin. You know what I mean? I'll I'll just yeah. buy the skin, or I'm patient. I'm an older gamer. I'm patient, and if it takes me six months of playing the game to get the skin, I'll wait. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I could definitely see how, you know, it's going to be weird. I, I want to see how they're going to release those odds. You know, are they going to be like gambling odds? Because, you know, like when you go to like Las Vegas or something and you look at the gambling odds of winning something, they post the odds. Is it going to be like that? Are, the, are they going to have to fine tune? My thought is, are they going to have to fine tune these numbers to show? Because, you know, they're ripping us off. Like in oh, a sense. Hands down. So, how are they going to cover their tracks? They're not just going to flat out give us their algorithm they're using now. So how are oh, they going to not. tweak their algorithm to make it look like it's like it's been fair? Because we know it's not fair. I mean, it's, it's fine. Not you, fair. You, you're, you're paying for not being fair, you know. Um, but it's going to be interesting. And I, I, it's kind of interesting to see that other folks are doing it. When I saw that Blizzard Activision isn't doing it any longer, or, or if they do, you know, they're going to give the odds or whatever. Because, I mean, Blizzard's uh, Overwatch is the biggest one. Yeah. Hands, you know, down, yeah. hands down, it's going to be a straight up like you're going to know what you're going to get from these boxes when you pay for them. Mm -hmm. And then so I mean, they but they what's interesting, though, is they didn't really tell how they're going to do it, because a lot of those items on Overwatch specifically, you know, you have your epic skins, you have your, you know, legendary skins, you have your, you know, common skins and stuff like that. I wonder if they're going to release like numbers on just those based upon hey getting legendary is one out of a hundred getting uh epic is one out of 75 you know and they're going to tier that i'm curious I, to see how they're going to do it i think it's going to be tiered more than just like oh you have a chance to get like a schoolgirl like <laughs> mercy skin you know at like 1000 odds yeah yeah but that's a lot of odds i mean you think that every character has like 30 skins you know, they're going to have to, are, are they going to show and break down every character? 
Are they going to have like this long, huge spreadsheet, you know, that we can no, access? There, I don't uh, think it would be. I think it would be a no. simple odds. Yeah, they're going to break it down in chunks. They're going to say the odds to get a legendary skin is one out of 1,000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, which is good. I think it's fine. Um, I, I think it's fine. I think it's cool that everybody's kind of coming together to give, in, to give a solution to the ESA before they really get hammered down. So I think there's been enough heat on them that they're going to go, okay, guys, here's here's the deal. Let's all get together. And if we all do something together, you know, maybe it'll be better than letting them dictate to us what we have to do. So, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I, I know what you mean, man. Yeah. yeah. Just might as well take the, you know, like take the lumps now versus take those lumps later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to see that everybody's in the same boat, like everybody's willing to do it. I mean, you got the, the three bigs, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. And then you've got the other big players in the park, you know, Activision, Blizzard, Bandai, Bethesda, Bungie, EA, um, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers. Uh, even Wizards of the Coast is jumping in. You know, I, take I, two. I was so surprised to see Wizards of the Coast in there. It's like, it's Magic Gathering. Like, when you yeah. have a booster pack in real life, you're not be like, okay, I know I'm getting here. Like, you know you're getting one rare. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. And but the quality of that rare yeah. varies. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, crap. It's not like... Ugh, toss aside, I don't need it. Yeah, wizards Fuck. know what 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 rare cards are going to be the best. They know what commons are going to be the best. They know what wizards, they have to know. Wizards is the original EA, where they yeah. know exactly what you want. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I just remember back in the day, everybody saying that, oh, it's you get the same chance if you open up a a pack to get. I, this might age me, but if you remember Magic Gathering, um, uh, a card called Nantuka Shade that you know those cards that everybody wanted they kate they they fixed those odds they have to they did they did yeah yeah and that's what it cost like 500 dollars to card shop yeah exactly and you know <laughs> oh you're guaranteed to get that one card in every box i saw people open up two boxes and not even go to that card so that's but are, but that leads to that dude now in cards should we start seeing people show those values and those numbers and those odds as well you know what i'll think i think it's like card games alone personally personally i think we should you know, that's the big thing about card games. We always were surprised by it. Yeah. We're making a, we're making a big deal about this a lot more because it's video games and yeah. boom. Card games, like, and we knew it was a freaking chance. Yeah. Play baseball you know, cards. Yeah. yeah. Play baseball yeah. cards. But all in all, I, I agree with you. I think, this is a, I think this is going to be a good thing, kind of moving away from loot boxes and moving away from all those um, all those pitfalls. Um, I, I will make one more comment. You know, um, a lot of the people that are vocal about this are parents. Mm-hmm. And parent to parent, guys, put your credit card up. We're trying to hide those numbers. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to have your credit card there. I mean, you can. You can take that from the kids. Does your, does your kid know your credit card number? No. So when when <laughs> I buy stuff for him on Fortnite, there's always mm-hmm. an option that you uncheck that says, um, "Remember this credit card for future purchases." So I uh, always make sure it's unchecked, so my son doesn't have access to do that. So like when he wants to spend his allowance or whatever, and I'll have his a credit card, I'll use a credit card and I'll uncheck that. That way he doesn't have access to constantly have that money. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't have none of his accounts are hooked to my credit card. I either buy him game time cards or I will buy him like a gift card and he has to enter that number himself. Smart thinking. I, I, <laughs> I, I know the addiction of video games and just that one more loot box. So, so 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. And continue on with our news. So last week, it was reported at Gummerland, a two-person indie husband and wife team are working on an upcoming game called Ooblets. And it's going to come exclusively to the Epic Game Store rather than Steam. This is part of a deal that provided Gummerland with financial support and the ability to get more hands on the project, as well as keep the lights on for the time being. 
However, just came with so much backlash from fans. They have posted our blog explaining the reason why behind the epic uh, deal. And in good faith, they wanted to talk to people and see what they thought. This came with an angry flock of people, not only saying it was wrong of them, but WTF, but also harassment. It started on Reddit and spiraled onto their own Discord, questioning the devs, sending them fake screenshots with their response, even with dev threats to this two-person team. Not only dev threats, but also racism and much more down that same line. Even saying the, cre- the creators are sentenced to death. Epic posts on Tuesday. The announcement of Ubla's highlighted a disturbing trend with which is growing and undermining healthy public disclosure. And that's the coordinated and deliberate creation of promotion of false information, including face screenshots, videos, technical analysis, accompanied by harassment of our partners, promotion of hateful themes, and imitating of those of opposing views. So we need to grow up. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Uh, so, Tell us yeah, how you this... feel, Bert. Okay, so seriously. It's a two-person team. They're indie devs. You don't go, first of all, you don't make death threats on the internet. Come on. Period. We are, period. This is a, this is like the fucking borderline thing. Sorry for swearing, but God dang. <laughs> I, yeah. I was just baffled when I read this article. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? This is happening now? Yeah. We, we're, we understand that they put a love and soul in this thing and they're, an epic offering a deal to help keep lights on so they can actually publish the game faster about the lays. Yep. Oh, but not the internet. Nope. Internet was like, nope, screw you. This is totally wrong. How dare you support devil? Heretics. Yeah. Yeah, this um this is a small indie developer, like Burger said. Um uh what's it called? Uh Glumberland. Yeah, Glumberland. they're a small developer. I mean it's a husband and wife team. Um, and they've been they've been communicating with First of all, this game has been on Steam for a bit now. It hasn't been, it's, I don't think it's been purchasable. And it actually is, it's still coming to Xbox One. But Epic Game Store or Epic Games said, hey, make this an exclusive. Come over here. Now, from from my end, think about this. You know, Mm -hmm. your Epic Games offers what, 12% or 88% as opposed to like the 70% that Steam offers. As a small indie game developer, guys, that's money in your pocket that you can, they're going to use to make the game better. You know, and w- like what Burger said, what was sickening about this was the fact that these people are getting death threats. Gamers, you've got to do better. We've got to do better. You do not talk to somebody like that. If you don't like the game, you don't like their opinions, you don't like who they support, you don't like any of that, just don't buy the game. Don't and it's sad that this is the vocal minority that are just being jerks just to be jerks for the sake of being a jerk. You know, don't you don't do that. You know, going to Epic Games was going to give them opportunity to make a bigger and better game faster and kick it out to Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo Switch and you know, friggin' Game Boy Watch or whatever you have. <laughs> I mean, they, they were willing to work on it and they were all of this at first to them was. You know, they, they admitted they were being a little naive, you know, they, they thought that this was silly, but then it turned serious, like on the, you know, really quick. And so they, you know, they were lighthearted with it at first, but then it got really, you know, to the point where this vocal minority were just being jerks. And after reading some of these, they, they posted something on Medium, they posted their own thoughts on it. And, you know, because of this, I'm going to buy two copies of the game. Oh, same. You know, forget you guys. I'll buy it on PC and I'm going to stream the hell out of it and I'm going to support them. 
you know, because of all this hate was totally unneeded and totally unnecessary. And it just goes back. If you don't want to buy it or if, if you don't like their business practice, just don't buy it, you know, but to, to be this person that thinks that they have, you think that you have I hate, I, the right it's, to it's jump in and dictate what a developer does. No, you're not making the game. They'll take your feedback and then they'll filter that feedback and maybe do stuff if it's a whole group, you know, total. But you're you you it's not your game, man. If you want to make a game, go make a game. Then you put it on Epic and get paid extra, you know, 18% and move from there. So that's my opinion on that. Don't be a jerk and don't do this. We got to do better. People just need we to do, do better. We need to be better. Stop being dicks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. A big bag of them. Don't. You don't treat people like that, you know. You never do. No, and we're gamers. We're passionate. Yes, I get it. But there's a fine line that what you cross of being passionate and being inappropriate. And these people crossed that way a long time ago. And, you know, I applaud these two, this developer for working their asses off. Yeah. They you know, have. for this game. And now this, this epic game money is going to help them make a better game, you know, quicker and with for other platforms quicker. And, you know, they're doing their best and, you know, I don't blame them for chasing that money, you know, that, Hey, this is a better deal. I, mean, I shouldn't even say chasing yeah. the money It's taking a better no. deal. It is. You know, if, if you were selling your house and somebody offered you a hundred thousand dollars and I said, no, I'll give you $120,000 for your house. What are you going to do? You're going to take the $120,000 deal. You, 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 I know you're going to, everybody's going to. So, you know, they, they took a better deal and they made decisions based upon their game. And I respect that. To quote the Green Mile here, I'm just tired, boss. I'm tired of all the ugly people. Yeah. And that's what it came down to. It came down to the ugliest people on the internet just yep. showing their true forms. Got to do better, internet. Got to do better. You're gamers. And, you know, right now with, with the climate, the political climate, and people, our eyes are on gamers, we got to be better. We got to be better ambassadors and, and, and be more accepting of things and, and celebrate each other and not treat each other like this. Bad internet. Bad. <laughs> and I that's fine, you know? That's, I will that's, pull them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I'll pull yeah. out the teacher voice, the teacher look eyes. What you did. Look what you did. Look what you did. You, look you respect your stepmother here. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all in all, I mean, I, we both are pretty much agree that you just need to be better and be nicer and do better. And, um, friends over at um, Glumberland, I will be buying two copies of your game if you're listening. So, there we go. Glumberland, stay strong. We love you. Yeah, we do love you. Keep up the good work. The two, the, the husband and wife, keep up the good work over at Glumberland. You're, you're doing amazing. Give us the game that you want and you want us to see in your vision and we will accept you. Like I've always told people, like I'd rather a game be like up to the creator standards versus up to release standards, you know? Yeah. And I hope that this comes to their standards more than anything because this definitely deserves yeah. a lot of love when it comes out. Yeah. And, and, not, and not, know, go ahead. Sorry. Not based on the fact that this happening, but also because the game looks beautiful itself, too. I mean, oh, have you seen Uber's? Oh, my God, yes. I, I know Tim is excited for this game. I'm excited for this game. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know, neither of, neither of us, we're not in the video game world. We, we don't work in the developer, you know, in a developer company. But, you know, these business practices have to be decided sometimes real quick, you know. Mm -hmm. And if there's a business opportunity, you got to take it. And, you know, I can, you know the Epic game store, you know, they're offering more money um, as far as the cut, you know, they're taking, they're taking less money than, you know, the competitor and they're taking even less money. If you complete your game using the unity engine, you know, that Epic owns. 
So, I mean, the business, solid business practices are be, and decisions are being made around that right now. It's like, wait a minute, do we use the Unity engine opposed to this? You know, and now we can shift more of that money over to this because instead of taking out seven, you know, 30%, they're only going to take out like 10 or 12. I mean, that's a no brainer, you know, for some of these people that, especially indie companies that are indie developers that are making these games. I mean, they have to make those decisions sometimes quick. They do. And if they can crank out a better game, go for it. And again, Glumberland, we salute you. We're, we're behind you. Okay, moving on from that, guys, as of Tuesday, Mixer Sparks are no longer cash value. Instead, mm-hmm. what's going on? It's Ember Boosters. Uh, yep, Ember Boosters. Yeah. That's right. So, so we kind of explained out what's going on. Where, yeah. okay, whenever you do donate Embers, you have a chance to boost up the money we get from that. So, for example, let's say I want to donate 10 bucks of Embers to Skyruby. If someone donates X amount of Sparks, Sky gets a boost. Yep. Um, I don't so know. Just like, explain, um, Embers. So we got a lot of people coming over to Mixer. Burger, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of new people on my channel. Have you had a lot of new people kind of swing by your channels? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, it's it's been really nice. So it's been nice explaining. So to people that don't know, Embers are very similar to Twitch bits. Um, you can purchase Embers uh, from the console of Mixer, from the platform, and then you can basically use those Embers to, in a sense, do things in, in the channel that that would go to streamers just like bits do for Twitch. So you can, you know, um, broadcast certain stickers, certain, um, uh, certain skills Dex. and certain animated things. You can choose those, spend your embers on using those. And then the streamer partner gets that amount of embers. Um, I think the first milestone for, for spark bonus for the bonus to go or the boost sorry we got to use the right term mm-hmm. spark boost. boost i think it's 10 million it's will 10 million. boost your embers by five per an additional five percent and then that tears from there the more sparks you get the more boost you get to your ember patronage is what it's called yeah as much as I want to support Embers, I still feel like I wish Embers were a little more like a one-to-one scale with yeah. comes cash. Kind of like bits. Well, bits. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like that's, that's my biggest problem. Embers. Yeah, they are. Embers are expensive. It's like two bucks gets you one hundred twenty, which is like I'll to be honest, y'all, one dollar and twenty cents for us. Yeah, I think it's close to about seventy percent. So if you spend ten, if you spend ten dollars, you get. Oh gosh, I don't. I don't want to quote. I mean, I can check it out real quick. Um, but like, if you spent like ten dollars, um, so if I get embers right now, um, if I spent twenty nine ninety nine, I get nineteen hundred embers. If I spent a dollar ninety nine, I get one hundred and twenty embers, and that kind of tears up all the way to like five hundred bucks. So if you want to get, you know, four hundred fifty embers, that's seven dollars and forty nine cents. So it is quite of a bit of a difference from the price you pay to the actual things you get. Um, when you get, and you know, another, another positive thing about the, the, the bits on Twitch is you can get those bits for free by watching ads. I really so, wish we get something like that maybe soon on Mixer on yeah. our side. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be actually pretty dope. I'll actually like watch ads constantly. Like not now, like watching like four hours of ads. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be neat. Um, I think they got to do something though. That's more unique than just you know bits and watching ads there's got to be some some cool idea that's just waiting to manifest itself is is what i feel and i'd like to see so but yeah you're right right problem. now they're really expensive yeah they're really expensive but with 
all the news gone, we got some new releases for this week. The week of August 12th, we got Friday the 13th, the Ultimate Game Slasher Edition for the Switch, Ooh. No Man's Skies Beyond, Emma, Lost in Memories, and Zeus Begins. Can I say Are something you... about one of those games? No Man's Skies? No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing, is No Man's Sky, when I, I, I was so hyped when the game first came out several years same, ago. Same. Um, same. And I was so hyped about the game. And it was so lonely. I, I Even the game mechanics that they promised that weren't there, I kind of got yeah. pushed through those, but the game was so lonely to me. And then they released, you know, the new one, uh, No Man's Sky, was it next? No Man's Sky's next, yep. Yeah, last year. And again, it just, it, they added so much cool stuff and interactive. I just f- still felt lonely. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's one of those games that would be great to have a whole bunch of buddies along the way. And now they're adding some stuff. Um, that I think will make it less lonely, but I'm still hesitant on jumping in it again. You know what? I was thinking about downloading it again just in time for the update because I was like, you know what? I, Shock is playing it. He's like praising the hell of this game. I might as well give it a try. Yeah. Plus, you can ride the creatures now, so it's like mm. I can actually I can actually ride this giant crab creature yeah. that I yeah. call like Twildy. Like, sure, why not? Come on, Twildy. <laughs> and we're going on an epic adventure to somewhere where I'm like, you know what? Take that jetpack's faster. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> and finally, we've got some free stuff, guys. If you got Epic, you can get Ganog or Nog until August 15th. That is a 3D point-and-click puzzle game, I guess. I've never, I've never heard of that game. Me neither, Ganog? but... Nog? Nog. Nog. G-Nog. <laughs> I've never heard of it. it. Me neither. Uh, but the description is, Nog is a 3D puzzle game set in a tactical world of toys and secrets point and click grab poke and spin so i think it's a giant puzzle bo- like box the game yeah and yeah it looks interesting I'm, i'll probably download it neat oh yeah. it's a free game guys just at least grab it i mean free stuff we don't like yeah free stuff. heck yeah and that looks like this for newsweek guys we'll see you all next week news desk All right, friends, this is a segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer out there and discuss their question or topic. We hopefully answer their question. Sometimes we do get on a bit of a tangent, um, but we do we do address the, the issue and we talk about the question. So let's get into that mailbag question. So this is coming from 90s Gamer Kid 90210. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's that's a, I hope everybody gets the 90210 joke. Um, <laughs> So, hi, Arcade Raiders. <laughs> I hope you're doing really super rad. Long-time listener, first-time emailer here, and a huge fan. I sometimes get nostalgic for games and will occasionally fire up the old PS1 or SNES and relive some great experiences. It got me to thinking about the whole idea of remaking and remastering games. With the Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out next year, how do you feel about developers shifting focus to remake old games? And what game would you like to see remastered or remade and why? Thank you so much for being rad. I love the show. So, Burger, remakes and remasters. Remakes. How do you about them? And what would you like to see remade or remastered? Ooh, before, we... before we do that, okay. Yeah, go on. Let, let, let's, let's define a remake versus a remaster. I think, I think that's important. We kind of set those, you know, those guidelines first. So, so the remaster. Mm-hmm. A remaster basically increases. It's, it's a game that they bring back that increases the quality of the visuals, the quality of the graphics, quality of the audio. They may fix some bugs, some glitches, and they're just going to kind of polish it and maybe add some additional content. 
Um, one of the additional, you know, one of the examples is the Master Chief Collection. You know, that's a re that's a remaster. You know, they they just kind of polished it and added some things. Um, there was recently a Dark Souls remaster. You know, where they polished it. You know, made it to where it ran better. You know, on the current, you know, the current generation consoles and stuff like that. And then we have a remake, which is almost a whole redesign of the game. Um, this includes visual art styles, recapturing a complete, you know, new parts of the story in a different light. Um, they change up gameplay styles and they change up all these different aspects of the gameplay. You know, they might completely shift from turn-based to action-based, you know, uh, 3D, you know, you have more of an immersive 360 degrees 3D, you know, view. So they do a complete remake of the game. Um, the, the biggest game example for this is Final Fantasy VII, which comes out March 3rd, 2020 um on the ps4 so far um but there's rumor that it's could potentially be other stuff so this this remake this remake sorry was actually announced like four or five years ago it has some of the original staff from the final fantasy 7 working on it um so it's it's not going to be a shot for shot remake it is but it's going to be a re-envisioning of the game so so that being said burger what do, how do you feel about remakes and remasters and what do you what would you like to see either be remade or remastered First, for sure, this almost shot the Final Fantasy VII. I think it's a smart idea to do it that way. I mean, turn-based combat, combat we see kind of like fall behind a lot like in games. With the new Final Fantasy formula, which is pretty much 3D combat, we see this work in Final Fantasy XV, and it's beautiful. It's fantastic. I like that. Um, when it comes to most remakes, I think they're not a great job. We can look at RE2, which came out earlier this year, which was yes. a complete remake, which if you haven't played that, give that a try. That game actually brought the survival horror back to survival horror. And I was so excited to play it because it actually scared the crap out of me while I stopped playing. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, always a good feeling. Yeah. And I think when it comes to remakes, you got to make sure you keep the spirit of the game so alive, but you got to make sure it gives you that original feeling. Like the first time you fire it up. Yeah. Like when I played RE2, I was like a wee little burger. And I was like, this is scary as crap. When I played it like, when I was like 17, I was like, this game is so cheesy. Why was I yeah. so scared of it? Um, whew. As for remastering, we've seen some amazing remasterings recently with Spiral Dragon and Crash Bandicoot, which, by the way, because of these remasterings, Activision's going to look at new IPs for them because they've done so well. So that's great. It's actually showing game companies, we still want these games. Mm -hmm. Make more of them. However, I got to look at the whole, like, I got to go to the other side of this, you know, the spectrum here. And point out bad, bad, bad remakes, which we're going to point a finger at Konami here with uh, the Silent Hill trilogy that came out on the 360, I want to say maybe that was like eight years ago. Yeah. And they, oh, dude, it, they screwed up a lot of stuff in that. Yeah. It was, it yeah, was Silent horrible. Hill 2 is, is hands down one of the, one of the PlayStation masterpieces, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, it, it was just, it was fantastic. And we're talking about great remastering games. Like we were talking about like, RE2 was great. But forget another one, which came out like five years ago, DuckTales. A woo! Yes, pretty much. They, <laughs> they did the old NES Capcom game and yeah. made it with the pretty graphics and with the whole soundtrack too, even the woo for <laughs> you old school fans there. And yeah, am I excited for remasterings? If they're fantastic, yeah, and they actually spark interest. Would I like to see more games remastered or remade? Yeah, I want to see Psychonauts remastered and remade before Psychonauts 2 come out. I think it'll be a great time. A lot of fans haven't played it. 
Yeah, I've never played it. You got to give it a try. It's a pretty good platformer, and it's funny. It's from Tim Schafer, same yeah. guy that did a lot of old like Lucas Arts point of the adventure games. Yeah, that's my writing. Oh, he does. His writing's re- really good. Really good. Really well. It's done really well. Sorry for my grammar. What's grammar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think, Sky? I, I I love remasters and remakes. I think I some of the remasters and remakes we, we're experiencing are great. Um, I think for some of them, it's a way to extend the long longevity of these series. Like Dark Souls, you know, the Dark Souls remaster was a way to extend, you know, that into more people's hands. Um, chances are, if you've played Dark Souls or you have the dark, old Dark Souls games, you were going to buy, you know, the remaster and play through it again, or you're going to, or new people are going to get their hands on it. I think it's a way to to push them to the limits with the new current gen consoles and stuff like that. Um, I, I my first PlayStation 4 game was The Last of Us Remastered. You know, it's slightly more polished. It had a bunch of, you know, bug fixes and, you know, a little bit of some of the extension. It had some of the DLC and stuff. So I, I think it's great. I think we're going to see more of them here lately because all these old games that were big in the 90s and, and stuff like that are the games that we played. And mm-hmm. our, that's where, our, where the money is right now because we're all 30, 40-somethings. And we have the credit cards and the money. So I think we're going to see a lot of those. I also see it's a great way to let my son experience those games. Um, I sometimes feel bad that I can't let him experience those games like I did and go through the same pain and trial and tribulations that I did when I first played Resident Evil 2. No internet. You know, yeah. Yeah. Good luck updating (laughs) those games. Um, So when I first played Resident Evil 2, you know, I experienced it. It was great and amazing, but it was it beat you up. Um, you know, so, so to see like my son being able to experience those games now, it, it, it makes me mad that he gets a little bit easier, but it makes me glad to see that we're continuing to expose people to those games, you know, to expose people to those remasters and remakes. Um, the Final Fantasy VII, I'm sure a huge percentage of the people that'll buy the game played the original Final Fantasy VII, but my son never did. So it's been my chance to introduce him to the original Final Fantasy VII, and that way he can pick up the remake and go, oh, holy, you know, holy crap, look, this is awesome. So I'm I got a confession. That. I, I, got a confession. I do always. What's that? I got a confession. What's that? You never played uh, Final Fantasy VII. I never played Final Fantasy VII. It's, it's hit or miss for me it a is. lot of the time. Um, yeah. I've played it through once. I'm playing through it again. It's sometimes it's hard to swallow. It's some of the stuff's really boring. Remake. I'll wait for a remake because it looks more oh, yeah. interesting to me because I yeah. want that combat. Yeah, if you like Final Fantasy XV combat, I think you're really going to enjoy it. This combat with the story... I, I think is going to blow people out of pe- people out of the water. I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm so, I think this is just the first, I think we're yeah. going to see a final fantasy eight remake and we're going to see those remakes come out. I think I'd love to see a final fantasy tactics remake. I love final. Oh fantasy dear tactics. God. Yes. Um, I think I'm, I don't know if I'm in the majority of the minority on that one, but I love tactics. I thought it was fun. I, you think we might be in minority this one. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, so, but you know, there's all those games. There's a lot of games coming out, re, like re that have been like remastered. For instance, uh, is it the Grandia series? Uh, the Grandia series is coming out. I never really played that. That was on Sega Saturn, and wait, I remember Grandia's, my wait, Grandia's, yeah, Grandia's, Grandia's coming out. Grandia, sorry. Um, yeah, it's coming out. They're releasing one and two together for the Nintendo Switch next, or actually this week because this is Monday, so it's this week. And uh, uh, I forgot to put the dang it, Burger. You didn't look anyways. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. It, yeah. it kind of snuck in um, actually yesterday or a couple days, Burger. I don't. So they it's it was kind of a random sneak in. Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I remember my buddy playing that on the Sega Saturn, and then it was later ported to the PlayStation. 
And then I think it was on Steam. On yeah, on PC. So, but you know, I'm excited about that stuff. I love it. The only thing that you know, there's a, there's a few things that that kind of get me. It always makes me feel like when you when a company does a remake, do they have writer's block? Do they just not have anything new? I don't or, think it's. I, I don't know. I don't think it's writer's block. Yeah, I trust I it's think. not that, and, and they do have some ideas for new games, and they're working on new IPs and stuff. But I always wonder, you know, huh, are you making this? You know, it's because like when a band, when a band has like three albums, then they release their greatest hits and then they go on like two year hiatus. You know, it's like, hmm, they don't have anything new they've written for a while. So maybe they're just using this time, you know, to recharge and rewrite stuff. But I'm excited. I like it. Um, All in all, I say bring on the remakes, remasters. I'm extremely excited for Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Um, I was excited about the Tales of Vesperia remaster this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more curious about the Modern Warfare. That, that does look interesting. And I'm also excited for Warcraft 3 Reforged. Or oh, what's it called? Yes. Dude, I forgot about that. Hype. Oh. Yeah, Warcraft 4, Warcraft 3, 3 right? Yeah, 3. Warcraft 3 Reforged. That's going to be really good. Yeah. Now for, those, now for the kids out there, that was <laughs> World of Warcraft before they had war, well, the world to it. That yeah, was the good old days. Uh, Arthas' <laughs> story kind of come to a come to a not a close but kind of come to a a Ahead. high point you know when he became yeah. the lich king spoiler alert oh my god um, he spoiled the old gamers guy a 10 year old dude, game there <laughs> is a handful of twitch streamers i won't say names but still today for two days a week we'll stream nothing but uh warcraft the frozen throne grubby yeah you exactly grubby? Grubby. yes yeah. oh you i love grubby dude grubby, grubby dude great. yes to on on rts games with starcraft and and uh warcraft and heroes of the storm and stuff like that he's always been my go-to but yeah That's a couple times a week he, he shows he shows him playing warcraft 3 like uh neat <laughs> yeah, yeah uh but that's gonna be a hype game when it comes out i know like i'm looking forward to that because i play a lot of warcraft 2 back in the good old like young burger days <laughs> on a on a 96 yeah Oh, dear God, that was horrible. It's going to be pretty. Um, they showed some of the screenshots, and it, it definitely, Blizzard showed a few screenshots, and it definitely looks pretty. Mm-hmm. I bet we see more of it at BlizzCon this year. Oh, we are going to. I bet, they, I bet they're going to surprise us. They're going to be like, all right, fools, guess what? We're dropping this next week. What? You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they would win the internet for a couple weeks, and then people would remind them <laughs> some of the bad things. I, I still have a phone. Hi, uh, Blizzard. <laughs> okay, so with remakes, remakes and remasters, you know they're bringing back a World of Warcraft classic. Is uh, that really a remake or a remaster? Because I don't even think it's a remaster because they're using. The I, same... I don't think it's a remaster or a remake. Yeah, I think it's just hey, we have this image. You know, we have this virtual image we created of all the code at this time. We're just gonna you know put it back on a, a virtual machine somewhere, and you guys can access it. I mean, I'm sure there's been some tweaks and things like that. I've heard it was not an easy task but there we go that's the new one and that actually starts next week or in two weeks uh, i still won't touch it because i'm pretty much off of wow <laughs> i've i've finally been weaned off wow for the last eight years yeah i go back and forth i feel bad for you it's 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 it, you know it's it's hard to quit a game like that you know with as much you know m- as many years that you've put into a game it's really hard to go back it's really hard to that's a different topic for a different time. Maybe we'll yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that a different time. But 90s gamer kid 90210, 
thanks so much for the question. We love remakes and remasters. We're excited for a bunch of the things coming up. And you keep playing those old games, man. That's awesome. We we applaud you for playing those old games and continuing to show folks those old games. That's really cool and a great way to show, you know, expose people to really quality games that have been made over the past few years. And that will do it from our mailbag. All right, friends, each week we also like to discuss the newer old games that we've been playing in a segment we like to call What is Tickling Our Funny Bits? So this is a segment in which we talk about the games that we are currently playing, that we like, we don't like, and we share some positive or negative things about those games. And so we'll start with Burger. It looks like he's got a lot of mechs going on in his head. Max, Bell of Chaos! <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I want to play more Metal of Chaos. I do. But I think I can't really stream it, so I'm going to save it for like a good old day and enjoy it. Because that game is like a really crap movie, but you just love. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure. It's that got, train wreck you can't stop watching. Oh my god, it's a perfect train wreck. You got the perfect voice lines like, oh no, there's the enemy tank. Mr. President, you must kill it. Let's party! <laughs> Wahoo! I'm like, oh my god, this is the best writing of all time. Are you streaming this? I streamed it for an hour. Then I went to my new crack. Mm. Talking about, wow, I was playing World of Final Fantasy 15. I finally unlocked my monk class. So I'm happy with that. Nice. And one of my mods was so kind of, he bought me the fat cat <gasps> amount. Oh, yes. So I was so happy because, oh, Lord, he is coming. <laughs> he doesn't walk. He trots. And he's so <laughs> fluffy. And I get to ride him. And I get to pet him. And then we get to go to battle. And then I get to launch the cat off. And I get off and pounce. Like, bye, cat. <laughs> That's awesome. So you got the little, what, what color cat did you get? I got the calico one. Yeah, 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 the little fat cat with, like, the little tiny face. Dude, I love it so much. It's so dang adorable. It's like, ah, you are now known as Mick MC Butterscotch. <laughs> My son said, I just want to get that game so I can get a fat cat. Dude. I like, like, they can't just do that. It, it, it costs 24 bucks, so oh, Scott yeah. Ruby, <laughs> do, no, no. do you want to, like, put your credit card in for two seconds? Well, he can go mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> But that's been tickling my funny bits. Guy, what has been tickling your funny bits? Well, kind of like Burger, I have a big problem. Three houses. Oh, um, no. I'm taking my time with this game. I'm 22 hours into this game. Actually, maybe more. I'm 22 hours into the game. I, I, I think about this game at work, and I just look down, and I have my Switch in my backpack at all times. <laughs> I oh, think no. about this game at work. I think about the characters. I caught myself yesterday going, hmm, I wonder what the relationship would be like with with Claude and Marianne if I did this. And I'm like, what what am I doing? Like, I am this game is so good. So three houses, obviously, if you don't get the hint by now, spoilers. So you choose the three houses. So I chose the golden deer because the leader, the leader kid, like the house head, like the prefect, basically from Harry Potter. Um, his name oh, is Claude. Yeah. He's silly. Yet he's extremely intelligent because he's always in the library studying to try to be the best leader. But he deflects his smarts by being silly and, and you know, saying things to kind of get under people's skin and stuff in kind of a joking way. So I really like him because he, he acts like you clowns, basically. Um, so he's really good. I'm just blown away by the by the amount of care the writers put in this game into each character. It's so amazing 
to, to have them talk, there is a, there's a part of the game where you can basically, as you're going through, you get a full month to do stuff. And by the end of the month, you have to do a quest. It's the main storyline quest, but through the month, you can do things. You can, you know, interact with your students. You can teach your students. You can do side battles. You can fish. You can garden. I highly encourage you to garden and fish every time you can. Um, you can have lunch with your students. You can talk to them. Sometimes you'll find items lying on the ground that you can, it gives you a little clue of whose it was, and you can return to the student to build up your relationship status. <sighs> It's a lot. It's a lot of relationship building. And I, I didn't think I'd like it at first, but it's so good. Um, it's it's just amazing to watch these relationships form and to, to see the amount of care the writers put into it to give their these characters their own amazing story, their own amazing emotions, their own amazing purpose is really good. It's such a treat um, to constantly learn about what these characters want. Like you really start caring about what they want, what they need and their goals and their drive. You know, some of them want to be warriors. One of them just wants to make friends, but she's too shy. One of them, she obviously has some mental health issues where she's socially anxious and socially awkward. And she just wants to be left alone. But when she's in battle, she's a freaking beast, you know? So all these characters and stuff is, it's just amazing. So getting to know the students is a big part of the game. And it's also maybe because I'm a teacher and I like building relationships with my students. And I think that's why I'm really, really digging this is getting to know my students. And I, I just can't say enough about this game. So far, it's my game of the year, hands down. High school is such a serious thing. <laughs> These <laughs> problems matter. So I, I started kind of thinking and digging about that. And I think a lot of these kids are around like 17, 18, it seems like. Um, so they still exhibit some of those, you know, teenage, like, you know, hitting on each other, putting each other down, but then apologizing so they do, there's some of that in there, but not a, not enough to really make you go, oh, this game. Like, I have nothing but good things to say about this game. Like, 100%. I think this game is my game of the year. It, if, it, if it is not in the top five games of the year, there's something wrong. I know we've got Borderlands 3 coming up. I know we got, you know, the Jedi game coming up. And I know we've got Outer, Outer Worlds coming up. I get it. But this game is a top contender for game of the year. And it's on the Nintendo Switch. And it's gorgeous. And it's beautiful. The story's good. I, I faced my first monster the other day and de destroyed him and it was amazing and it's great. Um, I've also been playing Final Fantasy 14 some oh, bit. I don't know what how to feel writing? about this game. Like I started playing it. I'm like, okay, this is fun. But then, you know, it just really makes me miss World of Warcraft and I don't know why. And I think maybe with Classic coming up, it might be my driving factor to go back to Classic. So okay. I'm gonna have to let time tell on that one. But tickling my funny bits is Fire Emblem Three Houses right now. And, oh, I would like to give a, a, um, a little commentary on a game that drove me nuts. Ooh, so Dr. Level Up and I have been co-streaming Wolfenstein Youngblood. If you caught our stream last night, you saw us almost at the exact same time, four hours in the game, almost level 20. We said it at the same time. This game is boring. <laughs> Oh, and dude, I was yeah. like, oh, dude, I just didn't want to say it out loud. This game is not fun. We, we just, the game was not fun. Um, it got to the point to where it became just too boring, repeti repetitive. Um, the characters were not funny. Um, I'm sorry, but I play Wolfenstein to have some sort of BJ Blazkowicz in it. And there's, I'm going to say it out loud, there's not much. And so it's a very, it's a deviant from the normal Wolfenstein and it makes me sad and I, I uninstalled it 
we got four or five hours into it and I just installed the game. We both agreed this is not a fun game. And I would give it, if it was a rating on a 10 scale, I'd probably get a five. So would you put this on your AR awards list for disappointment? Yes. Ooh. I would put it on AR, one of the worst games of the year. Oh. And and that's sad because I love the Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein games. Uh, Wolfenstein New Order was fantastic. You know, both the both the Wolfenstein's and Bethesda Crankout are beautiful, are awesome. They're run and gun. You know where you stand with all the bad guys in the this one. Nope. I don't have time to figure out which gun I want to use on this. And he has a skull on his head because he's six levels above what I am. It just it just doesn't work. And unfortunately, it's a formula that did not work in this version. So that is a game that I got five hours into and went. I'm done. So from like the first episode, you're like, this game is pretty fun. Yeah, we're enjoying it. Yeah. Then like two weeks later, it's like, nope, this game sucks. Yeah. Well, we played the, and, and that's the sentiment I'm getting across the board from a lot of other people playing the game. The first three hours are pretty fun, pretty straightforward, pretty linear. And then all of a sudden something just happens and the game is a snooze fest that you have to go back and forth to the same area. And oh, don't get me started about the, the respawns. So if you clear an area to get to the area you're supposed to get, you might get to the area you're supposed to get and realize that those mobs are way too high for you. So you turn around to maybe find some other quests only to run into the same damn enemies you just killed five minutes ago. They respawn within like three, four or five minutes. And so now you're like, crap, now I got to work all the way back. So what we found, it's just easier to die. Die and start the level over and then get to where you need to. So you don't have to worry about fighting your way all the way back through. So... It's a no-go for me. But Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Three Houses, that's a mighty fine game. Well, that does it for our time this week. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Rares Podcast is to deliver our silly perspective into the video game world uh, with random musings and discussion. Discussion. I hope you guys had a good time with this. Uh, again, we're going to do crank this out every Monday. You should have it on Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube on Monday morning at 6 to 7 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. So this is the time where we sell out. Uh, let the good folks across the interwebs know where we can find you, Burger. Yeah, as you can find me on my own Mixer channel at mixer.com slash tapburger, where I'm usually streaming every day of the week. You can come find me on Twitter, twitter.com at tapper. Or I don't know how to do the proper like, tagline on Twitter, but eh, you can find me there. <laughs> or you can find me on Instagram, instagram.com slash tapper. And look at my cat. I haven't posted recently because my cat's been asleep and away from me. So that's happening. Attack Burger does post some mighty fine cat pictures. The best cat cat. pictures. (laughs) And and friends, my name is Sky Roby. Uh, You can find me streaming several times a week, uh, video game variety of video games and sometimes science at mixer.com slash Sky Roby. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sky Roby. That's M-R Sky Roby. Um, We like to post different things on our Twitter. Um, You can also find us. You know, the Arcade Raiders streaming as a team on Mixer.com slash teams slash Arcade Raiders. Friends, thanks for joining us this week. We truly appreciate you, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>